How's it going, everybody? My name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist. Before we get started, if you're new here, remember to subscribe. And then um, if you're old here, uh, like the video, because that really helps it get out there, um, beat those YouTube algorithms. And then also, you know about Discord, Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, all that, all that stuff. Follow me on there. I want to really get right into it. Because recently, everybody knows about it. Last night... Um, about midnight, Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, everybody knows about that. And I've heard some really, really bad takes on this. I've seen some good ones. But there's a lot of people emotionally responding to what's going on and going at it from some angles that aren't necessarily Catholic. So I want to give you guys a certain hermeneutic in how to view the world. That's what, that's what the Catholic faith really is. And uh, especially Thomism is it's a way to view all of reality, all of human acts and nature and law and government and everything which we run into in this world. And this is something very important is to talk about what makes a war just. But before we get into it, I would uh, I'd like to read because Ordinariate, so St. Gregory's Prayer Book, the uh, the collect for peace in the world, because I think that's very important right now to, to be always praying for not only those general petitions that we pray for each day, but those special petitions that we have. So let us pray. Almighty God, from whom all thoughts of truth and peace proceed, kindle we pray thee in the hearts of all men, the true love of peace, and guide with thy pure and peaceable wisdom those who take counsel for the nations of the earth that in tranquility thy kingdom may go forward, till the earth is filled with the knowledge of thy love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So when it comes to what's been going on, I've been seeing uh, really two responses. And the dominant response that I would like to speak against um, and provide a, um, a hermeneutic for viewing war against are those who have um, come out rightly against the actions of Russia in saying that all war is bad. Um, that is not the way of going about it. That's not a theologically or philosophically defensible position to say that all war is necessarily bad. There are just wars. And I want to go over with you uh, a section from St. Thomas where he talks about what it means for a war to be just and then to give you guys the tools in order to, in the coming days, whatever um, information we get, because let's be honest, we don't know much now. A lot of it is mere conjecture, um, viewing this through the lens um, of just war theory to be able to decide from that data how we should view it and not um, just rage on Twitter uh, because everybody else is raging on Twitter, but to be able to have an, an intelligent response and to be able to view this through right lens and not just emotional pacifism or uh, militarism or however um, people are responding right now. Okay. So Vincent says, late as always, Christian. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm always late. Okay. So this is from Summa Theologiae 
uh, Secunda Secunde, question 40, article 6. Whether it always it is always sinful to wage war. This is going to be very important because a lot of the people responding right now in, in, in the popular level um, Christian world are going to say yes to this question. But that's not exactly correct. The reason that we ought to condemn the actions of Russia aren't because it's always sinful to wage war but rather that he's waging a sinful war because there are just wars. Okay. I won't go over the objections. I don't think they're really um, applicable. I really want to get into the uh, said Contra and then the Respondeo. This should be quick. Me going over this like 10, 15 minutes. And if you have any questions in the chat, I'll be, I'll be sure to answer them. If not, we can make this nice and quick. Okay. So on the contrary, Augustine says in a sermon on the son of the centurion, if the Christian religion forbade war altogether, those who sought salutary advice in the gospels would rather have been counseled to cast aside their arms and to give up soldiering altogether. On the contrary, they are told, do violence to no man and be content with your pay. If he commanded them to be content with their pay, he did not forbid soldiering. Okay, so notice Augustine's arguing from... um, that section in the gospel where you had uh, people going to, I think it was John the Baptist, if memory serves me right, asking about what they should do. And to the soldier, he said, be content with your pay. So he didn't say to give up soldiering. Now, obviously, throughout um, throughout the history of, uh, of the church, there have been um, instances where there have been unjust wars where uh, the church has condemned people for participating in, but as a wholesale, uh, those who are soldiers can uh, are allowed to continue that uh, that course of action in that career because it, it isn't per se sinful. It is only sinful in relation to to whether the war is just or not. Okay, so I answer that. This is where he's going to give us a bit of the theory behind it. In order for a war to be just, three things are necessary. First, the authority of the sovereign by whose command the war is to be waged. So you can't, as a private citizen, none of you out there, I'm assuming that Joe Biden isn't watching this stream, although he should. um, None of you out there are allowed to just go and start waging war on people. That's not okay. Um, That's not in line with just war theory. In order for a war to be waged, you have to have a valid ruler. A valid ruler is necessary. For it is not the business of a private individual to declare war because he can seek for regress the rights from tribunal of his superior. So the way of going about it, if you are a private individual, is not to declare war. It is to go to the tribunal of your superior, which would be the magistrate. So in America, this is the judicial system. That is how you deal with conflicts. You don't go to war with one another. Moreover, it is not the business of a private individual to summon together the people, which is done in wartime. So you have to have the authority to summon people. That's also important. And as the care of the commonwealth is committed to those who are in authority, it is their business to watch over the commonwealth of the city, kingdom or providence subject to them. So let's ask ourselves this question right here. In, in relation to the current conflict, are those waging war sovereigns who have the right to do so? Yes. Now, so this isn't the reason why it's unjust. Now we're going to get further into this article, the reasons why it is unjust. But for now, it is not. 
And just as it is lawful for them to have recourse to the sword in defending the commonwealth against internal disputes, when they punish evildoers, according to the words of the apostle, he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. So too it is their business to have recourse to the sword of war in defending the commonwealth against external enemies. So right here, this is analogous. This is going to be an analogy just as they have the power to defend their people within the country. So they have the power to defend with the sword when it comes to those coming from outside of the country. Hence, it is said to those who are in authority, rescue the poor and deliver the needy out of the hand of the sinner. And for this reason, Augustine says the natural order can conducive to peace against mortals demands that the power to declare and counsel war should be in the hands of those who hold supreme authority. So when it comes to bearing this sword, they have the right, not only the right, but the duty to defend their commonwealth. Because if they, if they decide to um, not bear this sword in the defense of their people, they would actually be going against the nature of a ruler. They would be in sin. It would be a disordered uh, society if you had attacks from the outside and you didn't have people to defend. And you didn't have the magistrate uh bringing the people together in order to defend the country. So to the contrary, actually, not only is it war not sinful, war can often be a duty for a country to have. Okay. Second, we're going to get into the second reason. And this is where we're going to get into uh, a little bit of the reason why in this situation, I would myself judge from the data that I've been given that it's an unjust war. Second, a just cause is required, namely that those who are attacked should be attacked because they deserve it on account of some fault. So in order for country A to attack country B, country B has to do something to deserve it. This is, this is uh, self-evident. For example, let's say country B is... Um, murdering travelers from country A for no reason. That would be a just cause. Or country B is um, killing citizens over the borders into country A. That would be another just cause. There has to be a just reason to do this. Wherefore, Augustine says, a just war is wont to be described as one that avenges wrongs. So it has to be the avenging of wrongs. Just like a magistrate would be considered a tyrant if um if in the internal uh disputes within a country let's say they had the the death penalty to somebody who um who did not commit murder let's say death penalty for stealing a cookie that would uh that would not be a just cause to wield the sword in this situation in the same way there has to be this just cause between countries when a nation or state has to be punished for refusing to make amends for the wrongs inflicted by its subjects or to restore what it has seized unjustly. So um, here's going to be two things right here. Refusing to make amends for the wrongs inflicted by its subjects. That's important. So let's say you have certain people from country B raiding into country A and then country B just doesn't care and is like, go ahead, do it. That would be a, that'd be a reason. Or restore what hasn't seized unjustly. Let's say country B just takes an entire city of country A and says, okay, it's my city now. That would be to, to the restoration of just that area. There's, there's limits. 
you can't just say, okay, you took you took this city. I'm just going to nuke your entire country. No, that's not okay. It should be towards the ends of getting back what was seized unjustly or amending those wrongs inflicted. This is These have limits just to right the wrong. It can't just be just do whatever you want. Okay. Third, it is necessary that the belligerents should have a rightful intention. Okay, we have first, a right person causing it. Second, a just cause. And then third, now we have a right intention. So the manner in which this this goes about has to be right. So that they intend the advancement of good or the avoidance of evil. So is Vladimir Putin trying to advance the good or avoid evil? I think it's clear, at least from what I've seen, and I'm going to be very restricted in my words here because, again, we don't know much yet. This is very new. So I'm trying to more so give you guys a uh, a hermeneutic for viewing this rather than just telling you the answers. Hence, Augustine says, true religion looks upon as peaceful those wars that are waged not for the motives of aggrandizement or cruelty. I think we could from what we have heard, say that this is aggrandizement, but with the object of securing peace, of punishing evildoers and uplifting the good. Okay, now we have three objects that are to be sought. Securing peace. Does this secure peace? Was there a a balance which was which was taken off by by Ukraine that there that Russia needed to step in and and secure peace again? Uh, I don't think there was. Punishing evildoers. What evildoers are being punished? Uplifting the good. How are the good being uplifted here? For it may happen that the war is declared by the legitimate authority for the just cause and yet be rendered unlawful through a wicked intention. So even if you're saying, for example, some may say, okay, Putin, he's a legitimate authority. Correct. For a just cause, let's say you want to say, okay, those areas of eastern Ukraine, um, they should be, they, they want their their freedom from the rest of Ukraine, okay. But I think that we can all agree, no matter what, that there is a wicked intention going on here. That this isn't for punishing evildoers, securing peace, and uplifting the good. There's plenty of ways of doing that outside of a full-on invasion. Hence, Augustine says, the passion for inflicting harm, the cruel thirst for vengeance, an unpacific and relentless spirit, the fervor of revolt, the lust of power, lust of power, and such like things, all are rightly condemned in war. Okay. Okay. So let's see in the chat. (laughs) Attacking someone for being late would be considered a just war, correct? (laughs) Well, unless you, Jared Frank, unless you were a a magistrate, then uh, then no. Um, Maybe that would be a just cause. Okay. Okay, I think the only just war is during direct self-defense. Outside of that, the state should enforce Christianity within its territory, like St. Augustine, St. John Chrysostom said, based on Luke. Yeah, um, 
it depends on what you mean by direct self-defense. I mean, uh, under just cause down here, um, it does require that it's uh, writing some fault, but this doesn't necessarily uh, come under self-defense. So um, there would have to be a wrong, which is given against, but it doesn't have to necessarily be uh, defensive, if you know what I'm saying. Like, if they... Um, If there was, there was some, I'm trying to think of a good example. I can't think of a good one right now. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying now. Because the current Russian invasion has nothing to do with us. I don't think it is just for us to get involved. It is a matter for Russia and Ukraine to deal with. Yes, yes, I agree with that for sure. For sure. Um, because there isn't um, a wrong being wronged against us that would require us to amend uh, peace. But I mean, I guess you could argue on the basis of alliances um, that it would, for we have an alliance um, with a certain country B and country A attacks country B, therefore it would be just for us to defend. But I don't think there's any formal um, alliance of that sort with us in Ukraine. Um, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong because they're not a part of NATO. Okay, Vincent, Russia protecting the Russians in Donetsk and Luthinsk, who have been at war with Ukraine for eight years. Russia wants to end this conflict and bring peace to the Russians there. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that it's possible um, that there is a just cause. I keep highlighting stuff on the screen. The screen's not even up. Man, I'm such a clown. Okay. Um, I said that it because we all agree with point one. We all agree. I, I think some agree, some disagree with point two, whether it's a just cause because I did leave that possibility open. But I think when it comes to a rightful intention that we have a clear violation of that with what's going on here. Yeah, then she, Alex, brings up another good point. A huge issue is that Russia isn't simply attacking and seizing Donetsk and Luthenis. They've been attacking and bombing across the entirety of the country. Yeah, and uh, with, with Vladimir Putin's... Um, he's made it pretty explicit that his goal isn't just when it comes to uh, seizing a region that wants uh, to be with Russia. It is to topple the entire government. So yes. The other Paul says, Just War Theory is for virgins. My rules are born to Deuteronomy 20. Actually, uh, Just War Theory is based off of Deuteronomy 20. Yeah, Justin the Catholic says, I don't think you can make legitimate judgments on the morality of such acts in the age of fake news, psych warfare, social engineering, professional propaganda. There's so much we don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. That's why... Um, I wanted to present this a little more as a as a hermeneutic for being able to take in data and then make uh, intelligent judgments based on that, rather than necessarily me giving a uh, an ex cathedra from from the from the gamer chair uh, <laughs> from the gamer chair um, uh, judgment on this question. Okay. Alexander Kushk. If a country said that it would protect Ukraine, but doesn't have a formal alliance, should it get involved? 
Um, those are difficult questions and yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I know the answer to that because I could make a judgment based on formal alliance, but I don't think I could based on, um, whatever the, the, um, certain magistrate of America happens to say about Ukraine. Okay. Isn't wanting to bring peace to Russian people in Eastern Ukraine a good intention though? Um, yeah. Uh, when it comes to rightful intention, um, let me pull it back up. There's, so there is uh, the advancement of good avoidance of evil right here, but this also has to do the, with the mode in which it's carried out. So, um, the so for this quote from St. Augustine here, for the passion for inflicting harm, the cruel thirst for vengeance, an unpacifistic and relentless spirit, the fervor of revolt, the lust of power and such things. Yeah. And I think you could, uh, specifically see from the uh the speech which putin made that uh it's a little more than just um peacekeeping missions in eastern ukraine but i mean could be wrong about this um again i'm not trying to give you all the answers i'm just trying to give you a way in a, a, a hermeneutic through which to view this and then i'm right now uh showing you how i would view it through this hermeneutic but if you think i'm inconsistent with it because you know something i don't know then that's completely fine with me. I'm not opposed to uh, being convinced otherwise. Although what we can all agree upon is that um, the pacifistic mindset uh, is just completely wrong. Kopo says that Russian rhetoric reminds you of the Serbian rhetoric during the 90s. Ooh. <laughs> She, Alex, Pope Christian B. Wagner has made an official papal bull condemning the war in Ukraine. <laughs> is a formal alliance required to support a weak country being invaded by a stronger aggressor? Yeah, so um, I think, man, let me pull that. I don't know why I keep putting it down. I think this is going to get us into the questions of first, his first point right here, the authority of the sovereign by whose commanded, command the war is to be waged. Because uh, really, if you think about, um, like, let's say Joe Biden in, in Ukraine, Joe Biden in Ukraine would be considered a private citizen. Joe Biden only has the right of a superior over the people who he rules. So him to so another country meddling uh, without a formal alliance in another country's uh, uh, wars as a peacekeeping mission, that would be the same as if uh, I decided to gather a few of the boys and wage war on Mexico or something like that. So I, I think it has to do with somebody's authority over the people being attacked. Um, that has to do with, uh, with um, justice. Because it is the authority of the president of Ukraine to take care of the people of Ukraine. It's not the authority of the president of America. I just don't think it's so black and white that Ukraine is the good guys and Russia bad guys. Twitter makes it out to be. It's a little more gray. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I definitely would agree with that because especially there's those issues with uh, the certain territories in eastern Ukraine that Russia wants. Uh, 
and obviously Ukraine doesn't want to give it up, but those areas want to be given up. <laughs> so it's a little more nuanced than that, but um, but I, I'm specifically talking about uh, about giving you guys a, I, I know that's as, as little satisfying as that is, as just giving a framework to view it from rather than making ex cathedra statements about it and then kind of, kind of giving uh, my take from what I've heard. Because we're going to hear a lot more in the coming days and it's really hard to, and then also this gets into another layer of it's really hard to know who to trust when it comes to information like this. Christian B. Wagner will invade Mexico soon, confirmed. Okay, if country X invaded and delegitimizes gay marriage, outlaws abortion, bans pornography, explicitly promotes apostolic Christianity, just war. Okay, so let's let's go over um, country X. So I'm assuming the authority of the sovereign. So check. Then I'm going to go down to third. Uh, rightful intention. The advancement of good and the avoidance of evil. Check. My uh, a just cause um, on account of some fault. So I think it wouldn't, um, unfortunately, as much as I would like it to meet the requirements for just war, I don't think it would because specifically this is talking about uh, with a just cause about your citizenry being... Um, being attacked, not necessarily uh, the citizenry of another country. Okay. If the leader of Ukraine invites your help, that is very different than me and the boys invading Mexico. Yeah, I did think of that as I was saying that, that um, would this, because then we get into the question of um, what are they called? Uh, the people that like uh, mercenaries, like mercenaries, would it be just for a country to hire mercenaries and to kind of view it under that scope of, um, of supporting troops and stuff like that, uh, which are fighting with the army uh, in a just war? Um I'm just going to say, I don't know. It's a very, very good question. And somebody much smarter than me can answer it. Um, what happened to your sumo, by the way? It's on the ground right now next to me. Uh, yeah, I was um, I was looking through the volumes for something and I didn't put them back. Uh, how would one properly try to end the conflict between Russians in Eastern Ukraine and Ukrainians from a Russian perspective? Uh, what would be most just is that um, the Eastern, the, the Russians in Eastern Ukraine, that that area be given either sovereignty or to be um, absorbed into the other country. This gets into the doctrine of lesser magistrates because, um, yeah, but that's that's a little more complicated. I wonder, are there any territories in Russia that wish to cease to be part of the Federation? Not sure. That'd be a good question because then this, the same 
logic can be pushed against Russia too. Oh, that's a good point of the other, Paul. To be honest, I think a mild case can be made for that second criteria with the age of mass communication. Any nation that flourishes in degeneracy becomes a major exporter of such via media and internet. Yeah, and this is going to be, um, I think, a good application, uh, as, as weird as this may sound, a good application of this has to do with uh, the burning of heretics because the logic uh, for burning heretics was that the uh, the soul is more important than the body, the spiritual, than the physical um, therefore, in order to save the soul, we need to destroy the body so as to um, as to save their soul. So uh, <laughs> when it comes to um, the destruction of the soul of a certain country by another country exporting uh, such things as pornography and um, and such things as uh, the popularity of abortion and throughout the world and things like that. That might be considered a just cause, but these are these are questions far beyond the medievals. So this is uh, this would be applying their principles. So I th- I think a case could be made for that, honestly. Oh man, Justin the Catholic did some misspelling. Do you? F- do you define sovereign in only the terms of the state as defined post French revolution? <laughs> so yeah, when it comes to what a sovereign is, that is, um, it really is no matter the manner in which it, it all matters on the manner in which rule is done. So if it's, if it's a, if it's a Republic, then it would be whatever uh, representatives um, are, it, it's really based on the internal laws of a certain nation, whoever has the, the keys, so to speak, um, as commander in chief. So the sovereign could be the president. If in another country they have uh, the king, it would be the king. In another country, if they have a certain uh, senatorial body which decides on these matters, then it would be them. But it has to do with it, whoever's the legitimate representation of the people. And in De Regna, Thomas goes into a little bit more about what it means to be a legitimate ruler. That would be a, a whole other stream that I'm actually thinking one of, of doing. Don't Russians have astronomical abortion rates? Yes. But is that not what Russia is doing, protecting the Russians of Donetsk and Luthinsk by trying to make Ukraine to stop attacking them? Ukraine does not want them to be independent either. Yeah, this is why I'm totally open for um, the second criteria of a just cause to be met by this. Oh, Justin the Catholic. This is an interesting. I think Russian Eastern Orthodox have more Cesaro Papist view. I wonder if the Ukrainian Russian Orthodox schism bears in this discussion. I think it might actually be the the other way around. I think because of the uh, the fighting between the Ukrainian Russian Orthodox churches, 
that um, that the schism happened rather than the other way around. Okay. Okay, Shia Alex, the understanding of sovereign is bendable concerning even in Aquinas' day. They had both conglomerate states like the Holy Roman Empire, states like the Papal States, and something more akin to the modern state. Yeah, it just all has to do with the manner of, of rule in which uh, is enforced within a certain territory. So sovereign can be con considered different people. Like, uh, in, still in the Vatican City, the Pope would be considered the sovereign, so. <laughs> Muppet Poppet. Does how base the belligerents are have any bearing? I wish it did, but unfortunately it does not. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys like 30 seconds, see if there's any other questions, and then I'll I'll hop off. I got Latin class in like 15 minutes. But thank you all for uh for being here. This has been this has been a pleasure. Make sure you remember to like the video. Share it to get the word out. Um, subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. Um, and if you really, really, really like me and, uh, and want to support me uh, to continue what I'm doing, then please become a patron at patreon.com slash militantomist. I don't see any other comments in the chat. So, oh, wait. Vincent says to click that bell. Yeah, click that bell to get notifications. I forgot about that. And just smash that subscribe button. You all have a good day and God bless. Glory.